You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You got 23 people watching what the hell, people? <laughs> Jeez. People sad. People so, so down sad. It's the Nuggets. It's still the Nuggets. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go! Let's go! Eric, you vowed to pick up the vibes, man. Let's go. You vowed to pick them up. What do you mean I vowed to? In my heart, you vowed to them. You, you said, I'll pick up the vibes. Did I not? I just... That was good. I'm not, I didn't say you didn't. Oh, I'm you just pointing out... Bud? I, I, I just did. Okay. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Nuggets on a little bit of a, they're in a hole. They've got to dig their way out of it. Three game, little losing streak, but it's not all hopeless. There's lots of stuff to kind of get to. And I actually feel like, guys, it was a calming game last night. You know, last night was one of those calm losses. Not one of those manic losses. Uh, yeah. Or, or, is was that a moral victory last <laughs> that night? It was not a moral victory. Are you it calling that a moral I'm not, victory? I'm not calling it a moral okay. victory. I'm just saying there. It goes uh, loss. Yeah. Mor- uh, calm loss. Moral victory. Win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is I that think the? I think you're right. This is, is below. Is this is below moral victory for yeah. sure. But it's but it's above <laughs> manic loss. Okay. It's definitely above. Up. Oh, we don't have a camera. What's going on there? There we are. Now we're on. Now we're oh. back. Hey. Uh, hey. Uh, guys are presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR when you sign up. And look at Harrison win today. Fresh from the arena. I always like when we get your takes after a game when you're at the arena. It's like fresh new eyes to <sighs> yeah, relive sure. our misery. Uh, my take is that uh, it was also a calming loss. Oh. I'm also not going to call it a, a moral victory. I'm not going to go there. Calming Ex- loss. Exactly. We do need to use this is a new graphic, you know? Yeah, like new, calming new loss. idea for a graphic. I just, I mean, Fire sale is the worst. I, yeah. All I know is that I... That, Trade that, everybody. Disappointing I, win. Is that above moral that was, victory? A disappointing win. Yeah. yeah disappointing it's, like win is like, it's like you beat the Rockets. By like two. 110 to 108. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe <laughs> At like, home. Maybe it's more like 135, 133 or something. <laughs> We're like, wow, whatever come on, the guys. score was that first game. <laughs> All yeah. I know is that last night I was in absolute misery the entire game. I was like, <laughs> the Nuggets like just got... They got there and then they fell apart. Yeah, and I wasn't very calm actually. I, I feel like I was stressed. <laughs> I, like I'm saying, like I was the during most the game you were. In. Yeah. I was the most stressed I've been during a game in a very long time during that game. It really was excruciating. I mean, part of this was they got hot, man. Like sometimes teams get hot. Sometimes Dorian Finney-Smith makes six threes. Not God often. Did. In fact, probably never again. I was he, too stressed for a December sixth game. Way too stressed. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> it'd be, yeah, we just, you know, we're on, we're streaking in the wrong direction. In the right, wrong direction. So, any, anyway, nonetheless, uh, we have a little gap day here. Nuggets taking on the Portland Trailblazers on Thursday. I do want to remind people before we get started, we have our party bus Saturday. It's sold out. 
But there are tickets that you can purchase on the DNVR.com. You can go to the, the the events or the calendar, click on the takeover. You can buy bus tickets to $20. So if you mm-hmm. already have your own ticket, you don't get to sit with the rest of us, but you can buy a bus ticket to that one because we got like 20 seats or something on the second. There's two buses for this. Yeah, two buses. You'll get, uh, you'll get some beer. Probably a high five. Also want to tell you guys, I think we might have some guests that night. Uh, I'm not going to say who they are because at the moment they just have to get over. You know, they pr- they're probably going to have to shower after the game and get over. So I'm oh, not going to tell you okay. anything about Brendan who they votes. might be. <laughs> yeah. I usually don't shower after the game, so it's not going to be me. So it might be a good night to be at the DMVR bar. And if you want to ride the party bus with everybody else and feel the vibes, get the free beer, $20. All right, guys. Um, we have a mailbag out, but before we get to the mailbag, I wrote a couple mailbag questions myself. To add, you're oh, asking yourself. Love it. This is when dear, you just juice the mailbag. The first one is I juice the mailbag. This for is sure. a classic <laughs> podcaster <laughs> trick. Usually, you don't tell people that you wrote them. You yeah. just insert Adam some of your takes. Broomfield to asked. juice yeah. the mailbag. <laughs> classic uh, trick. Um, the first one I want to know is we're kind of joking. We're looking around about how many teams are down bad, and I got to say. Off season, we're going to talk about all off season stories because it's off season, and like it also is part of what's fun about the NBA is the things that do they matter, do they not? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. One thing though that it's really hitting me in the face is that DeAndre Ayton, they didn't offer him a contract. They basically blamed him for every failure they've had for the last two years, and then finally, begrudgingly, they match an offer from Indiana, and he goes to media day and he says, "I guess I'm happy to be here. Like whatever, I got my money. Whatever, like." It was so negative. Guess what? Suns are kicking ass. Then you go over to the Boston Celtics. Well, hold, there was also a Jay Crowder year plus investigation into ownership. <laughs> they're right. they're Jay, selling the team. You're right. And Jay Crowder. <laughs> There's probably like lawsuits play. going on behind the scenes. And you had a starting power forward who is like refusing to even show up for Capital. This. Those are like three distractions that I would call large. And it has had no impact on the Suns. Like, I can't imagine them having a better... Like, maybe they're one game better if there's not that, but probably not. Torrey Craig's holding the team together. (laughs) He really is. But then you go over to Boston and you look at, like, you know, they had a coaching scandal. They get this, and then they upgrade a coach who never had coached before, and here they are. So I asked this, Eric. One, do off-stuff court... Does it matter that much? Are we? Do we overestimate? Does that stuff not matter? And then, as a follow-up question, does anything matter? Uh, I'm going to take the second one first. Absolutely not. Nothing matters. That is uh, correct. Life is pain. Everything's bad. I, In we, all seriousness, though, I mean, truthfully, like we, uh, when it comes, to, I mean, the vibes coming into the season for the Denver Nuggets could not have been more better. That's so true. They were the most glowing <laughs> vibes that have ever been. What about the precious. Zeke Naji hype? They were golden. Right. <laughs> Zeke Naji was getting national hype, not just from us. Like, we were hearing it from other people. I mean, Michael Malone put a photo of him up as inspiration for the rest of the team. Yeah. On the bench. <laughs> Zach Lowe was like writing Zeke Naji into his like uh, 20 most interesting players or whatever that column nothing is. Nothing I just know, like, you know, we watched uh, The Last Dance. We've watched these things where, you know, you have a star player that's actually domineering and kind of like ruins the locker room from a vibe standpoint. But then they just go out, they're hard tempered and they play basketball. Like, <laughs> does it matter? I don't know. It doesn't seem to. It, it really depends, obviously, on the situation. Like, your vibes can. St- can spin out of control if things are bad. Totally like, can. You can like have a Nate Robinson or something that just absolutely derails the entire squad. That was like, also a bad squad though. Yes, but I'm saying like yeah, so me like <laughs> I don't so know hard. like does it matter if they like each other? Like it probably matters for uh if you like the construct of the team and you want to see them stay together long term. Right. Does it matter if in the the present like are they going to win because of their good vibes? Most assuredly not. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I mean, I even look at the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Nobody had more off-court drama than them over the last couple of months. But it derailed them. A little bit, but now they're back to like the sixth seed in the East and playing decent basketball. Yeah, seven but and three exam- in their last ten. Yeah, but they also lost James Harden when they didn't want to. Like that—that's an example of where it did teeter out of control. But it's also the most volatile situation we've sure. seen in twenty years. Yeah, Kevin Durant demands his coach be fired or yeah. his GM be fired. <laughs> also demands a trade, like or demands a trade. None of that happens. He comes back, then his coach gets fired, and he's good that's how it works yeah i just feel like players specifically are on just such a different plane than everybody else they're just kind of operating in their own world yeah and i really wonder if just they can block out all the outside noise because they're just like they're just different people than you or me this stuff would get to us and i just wonder if they're just on a totally different level financially just with their circle of people that are around them with their daily life they're just so different from us that i wonder if they can just go through it like it's nothing when you also wonder you know when you're human beings don't like they don't change unless they feel discomfort right like they just sort of like like if things are going good they're sort of like homeostasis yeah there's something about like if you feel upset like and you want to show out like you want to then take it out on the other team i mean i'm not advocating for bad vibes but i'm it there might be something to that like oh i like this when you know you get bullied at home you go home and you're the bully at school right like you um the the players like only just need to respect each other they don't have to like each other they just have to Mm -hmm. respect in that they just have to know that like all right this asshole is gonna hit the shot i'll give it to him like i don't like this guy but right um but yeah, it's funny. I mean, I don't even know where where would you say the Nuggets vibes are at as a team right now? I'd say, I mean, they're obviously not where they were at the beginning of the season. Um, I don't think they're as bad as we think they are. No, no, I don't think we think well, we think they're bad. This was one of my big takeaways for on the pregame show from yesterday. I was like, you go to the shoot around, you're like, Oh, it's just another day at the I yeah. mean, like they're like they could around. be on a three game winning streak right now. Yeah, on yeah, a three yeah, game yeah. losing streak. Like that was the sense yesterday morning. I will say this though, road weary vibes. Like I think they're just sick yeah. of this travel and I think yeah. they're very excited for the next two weeks where they're basically I mean, outside of right now being in Portland. But once they get back, they're they're home for a while. Till totally. Christmas. Till after totally. Christmas. But I think the vibes are fine. I mean, they're not trending upward, but it's not like a chaotic scene where everybody's yelling at each other and people are just giving the coaching staff the cold shoulder and just like yeah. pissed off in the corner and it's not like, talking to anyone. Like, we, don't, we don't need a coach. <laughs> <laughs> We're all coaches. <laughs> no, man. The vibes are fine. Like, they're fine. Yeah, um, yeah. Our vibes are down, but there's, <laughs> I, I feel like, are kind of normal for December of an NBA season. We're such suckers. No, I, I, fan vibes are different. I always mention this. You, yeah, they when are. you're driving like over I-70 through the Eisenhower Tunnel and you're driving, it's a snowstorm. It's tense, but you're in control. You could feel the brake. You kind of yeah, know yeah. this. When you're, you're in the back seat. If you're in the back seat, you're like, oh, bro, Jesus. slow down, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, are you, are you we're sure? Not even, dude, we're not even in the back seat. We're like in a uh, boat that's being towed in the back. <laughs> yeah, so we're true. Just, like, whipping we're around. Whipping like, so we have true. no control of any kind. We're just like all over the place. We can't like, even talk to them. Yeah, like, like, we're point, screaming. At a certain yeah. point, they look back. They're like, what the hell's going on back there? Like, <laughs> we're fine. Like, that's so true. That's exactly the fan experience. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, so I do think that you, we probably overestimate. That's one of the lessons we learn here is you can overestimate how much these things happen. But 
There's some limits to this. Why is DeMarcus Cousins not on the Nuggets? Likely because he was too volatile or perceived to be too volatile to bring back, even though he's a positive. But I ask, he was volatile. But is that because he was vo- brought volatility to Michael Malone? Meaning like, oh, he spins out of control, blows back on Michael Malone. Was it volatility on the front office? If it's Bill Iowa's out of control and a guy demands a trade, front office, like what the hell? Or is it volatility like, oh, this might disrupt the team? Maybe that's a little bit more the first two than it is the last two. But I don't know. I just wonder. Maybe we overestimate that. And it's like, hey, Boogie's going to fight with guys. I mean, Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in the face. Great point. Two months ago. And with all of his weight, they're yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, I I, they're, I, they're probably not fine. I, I, that's I mean, I, I bet that they they're don't fine like in an NBA other. sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So I just I do wonder that. And when you hear the like, hey, there's a reason Demarcus Cousins. This is us talking. I'm like impersonating ourselves. <laughs> hey, there's a reason Demarcus Cousins isn't on a roster. That reason might be more because the person that would bring him on would take assume the risk him personally, right? And that's why somebody doesn't want to do it. Not because yeah. the team has the high risk. Maybe, maybe they just like don't like his agent. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, well, <laughs> sure. I don't think it would be in this instance. But anyway, moving on. I Sun Celtics are crushing it. It's crazy. The other question I wanted to ask in this first segment before we get to the mailbag is: This is we do this every now and then, but just kind of an updated fit ranking. And actually, mm. maybe we'll do this fit first. Check fit check. Maybe we'll actually. I'll ask this Rate question first, and maybe we'll we'll see where the conversation <laughs> goes. But do you have the one from Bronco Squatch Jake Coin ready there? He asked, Bones, MPJ, Gordon, and Jamal are all for sure under contract through at least the end of the 2024-25 season. Bones, MPJ, Gordon, Jamal. How many of those four guys do you think are still in the Nuggets by the time the 25 playoffs come around? So two seasons from now, those four guys. Bones, MPJ, Jamal. Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Two playoff runs from now. It's a great question. I will say two out of four. You think? I feel like that's the safe answer. The Nuggets aren't a, uh, they, they don't trade their big players. Tim Conley's Nuggets don't. Great, great point. That's a great point. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess we don't know uh, the philosophy of Calvin Booth. He does seem like more willing to make deals and acquire players. Like, ugh, it's an interesting question. Did and he. He didn't draft any of those players, did he? he no. I mean, he was no, here for Bones. Here. He was yeah. part of it, yeah. Part I don't know if he was here for Michael Porter. I actually don't think he was. I mean, I don't get the sense that like he drafted Bones. I think Tim Connolly drafted Bones. I don't. Yeah, but again, don't but don't read here. don't read too much into that statement. Oh yeah. man, I I mean, uh, the only one I feel like really uncomfortable with is MPJ, because I just don't know if his physical, like you know what I mean. I just don't. I don't feel confident that. He's going to be a, a warrior for a, a nugget warrior <laughs> for the next like couple of years. Like but bones, like does the front office look at bones as a, as an asset that they can trade? I mean, he's such a up and comer. Like bones is like on the rise for the nuggets. He's been the last three. I mean, it's funny. Like the vibes have changed in, for everybody. The last three games. I mean, you know, Bones gets benched, and we don't know what he's right. doing. He's playing out of control, but like he's been amazing this season. He's also shooting forty-four yeah, percent on six I mean. and a half threes. I'm telling you, the Bones. He cover- also was the second leading scorer last. The night. Bones discourse to me is a little crazy, man. Like I see, I, I don't agree. think he was great last night when you factor in all of it. 
But like some people were like, can't win with bones or this or that. I'm like, guys, blaming him for the loss. It's like insane to me. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) There was a lot of people that were like blaming him. And look, his defense was really bad. But guess what? Everyone else's offense was really bad. Sometimes you have to like, we overweigh certain parts of this or that. And like his offense this year has been incredible. But I will say this. Aaron Gordon, to me, continues to get better as a player and better as a fit next to Jokic. To me, I would be shocked if he was not on the team for the length of his contract. The only scenario would be a painful trade where it was like, you know, you've got a, a you got a Giannis or something like that. And it's like, well, we're going to have to do it now. We found a player that's better than AG, right. superstar, and you bring him in. So I think he's in. Murray, I think, very likely to be in. I mean, he's not. We're, we got to talk more about Murray later on because, like, it's two years. We're coming up on two years now. It's like, it's time, man. You got to, you really want to start to see the progress there, and the team needs him to be good. I still think it's, it's likely to be him, although not certain that he'll be on the roster. Bones and MPJ to me almost seem more likely than not when we're talking about three play the third playoff run, so two more. I don't think that they're like one foot out the door by any means. But Bones, at that point, you're committing to a long term deal for him. Like he's going to be done mm-hmm. with his rookie scale contract coming out of that. Is he the guy of the future? Is he the next superstar? Probably not. So that he, I would be almost surprised if he was still on the roster three seasons from now. And then Michael Porter, same thing. Like I always got the sense that he was the first guy out of all of the main pieces. So yeah. to me, I would also say two, but I almost feel like it's more likely one than it is uh, three. Yeah, I think two is probably the safe answer. Um, but like you were saying, D-Line, w- with regards to Calvin Boots' philosophy on, on this type of thing, I feel like I do have a good sense for it. And I think Calvin Boots' philosophy is, I don't think he's tied to these players the same way Tim Conley was. Yeah, And I think... He will be way more willing than Tim Conley was to make that trade if it's clear that there is a trade to be made that elevates this team. Like Which that. is funny. Tim Conley first first act as a the Timberwolves is to make the most insane trade the world's ever well, seen. Why would he make that <laughs> trade when he never wanted to in Denver? <laughs> why? I, know, why? One. I do think that there's something to the like family dynamic. It probably is more important and also plays better early on in a rebuild than it does at the contention stage. Oh, for sure. And so I think there's naturally a, it's time to be a little bit more, hey, man, we're trying to get it done. It's all business. Don't take it personal yeah. at this stage type of thing. I just, when you look at it, man, we're learning every year you learn a little bit more about what is it that the Nuggets need. And one of the things that I think they des- definitely, I mean, we all knew it was going to be defense. I think we're all increasing the degree to which you probably think the Nuggets need that. Like they need a lot of defense around. But I think the other part is length. And Aaron Gordon checks both boxes. Um, Jamal Murray, to a certain extent, because he is 6'5". He's not playing great defense right now, but he no. is a big guard. He's a really... 6'5". He's huge. He's a, he's a huge point guard. You know, 6'5 is like in yeah. the 85th percentile for point mm. guards, probably. So I, I do think that there's something to him being more likely. Plus, we've seen the highs with him. I know it's not seeing it right now, but we've seen the highs. I know. that's The, the nice thing about Jamal Murray is that you have a benchmark. Right. It's not just like, ah, oh, I think he could be pretty good someday. Like yeah. It's like, no, we... He can. We've seen it. Like I will say, I hope Michael Porter comes back. We'll get to this later, but I hope he comes back in the defense fixes. It would mm-hmm. be the best story if Michael Porter's <laughs> length is just like, oh yeah, it's really tying everything together. But I mean, if the Nuggets go on and and win a championship this season, I feel like the answer in it one world is three or four. Yeah, it goes up. Um, that's the scenario I'm hoping for. Like, it w- wouldn't it be great though if all four of those guys were here? Yes, I mean that's the brightest timeline for that course. season. Of course, like, like if that happens, 
we might have won back-to-back championships. You Definitely. Know? It, the, I mean, the, if you can have, this is a cake and eat it too scenario, that you can have the homegrown guys, the good-feeling squad that then also wins the championship. You never mm-hmm. really get that. The Warriors got it. Yeah, yep. they got but it. They, That's uh, what we're shooting for. And then they, but then they got Kevin Durant, and it, all, and it was two years later. It's yep. like all, a lot of that, like, once you hit that, like, top level of the competition and top level of the NBA, like everything changes. Like mm-hmm. we're seeing this now in with CU, like the, all of a sudden, like the, the, the spotlight shines on and you're like, Oh man, this is not the same that it was. Also what my favorite fan fiction, you know, my favorite hope for the season was that bones would unlock MPJ running the second unit and him right. staggering. And we haven't had an opportunity yet. No, nope. right. it's, it's still on the table. It's still on the table, on the though, table because the of thing. all the combos. That's the one we've seen the least of. So I still like, have a lot of confidence in that combo too. And then it changes the whole equation to where maybe you actually have the perfect recipe and it, and he be, bones becomes the Jordan pool of the group, which is to say he actually bridges, Yep. you know, yep. and then it's like, Oh, perfect. So and that's we have the, the young, the second young core. The brightest timeline. Remember right the now. second young core, dude. I'm telling you, I'm I'm actually a little mad at Nuggets fans for how hard they've been on Bones High. Like, there's always a scapegoat. And I'm telling you guys, it's not Bones. Like, he how has his be hard on Bones High. His you he has his issues, but like, I'm telling you, so does everybody. Like, everybody has their issues right now, man. Yep. So, uh, and he is by far. I. It's just you take for granted the volume of threes he can get off and the uh, the percentage that he's shooting. And then also, I think you take for granted how much that second unit has looked bad with every configuration of everyone right now. Like to think that, oh, when he's out there, they just struggle in different ways when he's out there. But it's not mm-hmm. like they're struggling as opposed to not struggling. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to get to a lot of these mailbag questions, a lot of really good ones. How oh. many did you? How many did you write? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're gonna see a lot. Was it a ma- was it like a mail baggie, and then you fill it and became a mail bag, like full of like ten what? questions? It, it was really just like weird. a tiny little bag, like you <laughs> buy you it on the from street. The snack bag <laughs> to the freezer you had like bag. A, you had like an eighth of questions, and now you have a. <laughs> uh, guys, it's that time of year. Everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit. But uh, what uh, about basketball? Uh, when I throw down on the NBA action, <laughs> it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everybody can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. The more bets you make, look, the bigger your payout. It's It's as easy as that. What's the problem? Um, Also, DraftKings Sportsbook, it's live in Maryland, so... You're listening in Maryland. Really? You can bet on sports with DraftKings Sportsbook. Now it's live in your state. Uh, download the app now. Get in on the holiday hoops action. Sign up with code DNVR. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, also got to shout out our friends at Pins and Aces. Look, if you're wearing Pins and Aces gear, like our guys at Big Drive Energy, uh, uh, Spence and Mitch, they're always rocking uh, Pins and Aces gear. They look great. They get compliments on and off the course. Uh, they are the official golf apparel partner, Pins and Aces is, of DNVR. So check them out. They're family-owned. They're based right here in Colorado, pinsandaces.com. Use code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. 
Bodyshop.com. They've got polos, hats, golf bags, the beer sleeve that holds seven beers in your golf bag and keeps them cold the entire round. Pinsandaces.com, code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. Pins and Aces. Uh, All right, segment two. Kale. Reach deep inside that mailbag. <laughs> Not that mail's baggy. Reach deep yeah, inside ig- there. Ig- ignore the baggy. Get in there. Who wants to read these off? Who has a great voice for reading? Uh, is it uh, me? Well, let's... Do I, I have... I, I, here, I, this is from have the Matthew Kenora. Are you buying that the Nuggets' defense can at least be average given players are saying that the communication isn't there yet but will get better? Are you buying that the Nuggets' defense can be at least average? Hmm... I mean, I don't, I don't get why the communication isn't there yet after 24, 25 games. Um, that's not well, a valid excuse, in my opinion. I mean, some of it is that they just—it's different guys all the time. Like they, they, the lineups are constantly changing. They don't really know, and it's not only just the guys; it's like the type of players are changing. You know, it's like, like you said, you have a, a, a really tall, lanky guy in MPJ that then gets swapped out for Bruce Brown, who's much smaller, plays a different t- style of basketball. I mean, I think that there's something to. I, I still believe in the Nuggets being able to be defensively stout. Like we've seen it, we've seen it them lock down when they need to early in the season. We yep. saw them like turn up at at points. Like right now, it just feels like kind of hapless and weird. Um, it it does feel like guys out of position, guys being lazy, guy. And, and I, I imagine a lot of it is like, first off, we're you know a month and a half in or whatever to the NBA season, and it's a slog. And for some reason, NBA players hate playing basketball <laughs> they're like not big fans of actually playing basketball um, yeah like imagine if we hated coming on this podcast well, I, hate, I dude you know how goddamn miserable i am right now but look at me i mean i'm out here you know i'm my, I'm, I'm a little bit of a defensive liability at the moment that's true but i, I think I, I still believe in these players like i still have seen it i i do believe it's there i just think that they need some consistency they just haven't had consistency from a personnel stand, standpoint in a while I every just, team, every team has struggles yeah, with consistency. Though. Every every team has guys going in and out of the rotation. Every team has injuries. Well, I would say that the Nuggets are such that they they actually kind of need everything to be perfect to work for them. Like, I, I just think that they are they have very obvious weaknesses on defense, and they need conditions to be perfect for them to perform. And if they're not, then they won't be. You know, if they don't have their player, I think. I mean, I I think that they can be, but they it does need to be a perfect. Like, yeah, I mean, situation. the reason I think they can and should be able to have like a league average defense is because they have the defenders to do it. It's just that they've been so, so bad this season defensively. I mean, the only teams they're better than defensively are like tanking and not even trying on defense. Right. Like, that's how bad the Nuggets defensive numbers are this season. Um, I just feel like there needs to be a significant change like little tweaks here and there i don't think are gonna suddenly make them the defense that we came into the season thinking that they could be i just feel like at this point with how bad they've been through 24 games yeah it's gonna take more than just like oh let's play christian brown or like oh let's just um you know Let's let's play Bruce Brown more. I got. I honestly think homestand is going to help. Like if you ask me tonight aside, because Portland can really torch Denver tonight. But after that, if you ask me, like from then until Christmas, what where will the Nuggets rank in defensive rating? I'll, I'll bet you they're top ten in that stretch. And I know that's top a hot ten. T- 
Yeah, uh, in that stretch mm -hmm. again, because eight of nine will be at home, I believe, over that stretch, and that just gives you an opportunity to rest, to practice, to do film studies, and just to be more on a schedule. And I have a feeling that we're going to see the benefits of that. And by so. the way, also to just condition, I know I've been on this for a little bit. It's funny, you know, another thought I had: the Nuggets probably have no altitude advantage. Right, because they're not acclimated. Right, it's true. <laughs> That's it's so actually true. true. This is the thing that it, this is the unspoken part about if if, if you want to hate on Denver for uh, whatever advantages it has, like no one ever then talks about the fact that our athletes are then also adversely affected when they go out of the altitude to a different area. Well, it's rare that they're back. out this much because I think if you're back for like 10, 11 days or something, like you can get acclimated yeah, to it, it over time. Yeah, it takes time for sure. But the Nuggets have been home for like four days max at any point this season. So yeah. they're about to be back look, for quite a bit. I'm curious. Like, what, Explain this to me a little bit. Like, How much of the Nuggets' struggles do you think are schematic and how much of them are personnel? How much do you think it's... Um, you know, like uh, the combination of players. Like, I, I just don't know enough about this. To me, it seems like if you have good defenders and they are able to stay in front of their player, I mean, there's obviously a lot of switching and, and things that are more strategic yeah. than just ding up your guy. Like I've said this for, this has been my thing the whole year. I think they are more points of emphasis than anything else because the schematic stuff is like teams run schematic stuff. How, how, where's your attention to detail level? But I do think, and this is George Carl. This is like me talking to George Carl. There was a lot of coming into the game, you look at a matchup and you say, okay, here's the three items we need to work on. Like we're playing our schedule, we're playing our thing, maybe we have a tweak here or there, but tonight it's all about this, it's all about this, it's all about this. Tonight it's all about the spacing. Make sure you guys are in this spot and this spot and this spot. And this is why when I asked Malone, again, I don't want to be too heavy-handed on this because I could be wrong on this, but when I asked Malone about, hey, playing fast and this or that, and the it was clearly not a thing he cares about or thinks about. I just wonder, would another coach care about that? When you ask about offensive rebounding, for all these years you were the number one offensive rebounding, a conscious decision now to be a better transition defense team. Is that a universal? Is that a point of emphasis that's correct? Is there another coach that might say, say for example, a team on a second night of a back-to-back -back in Denver who already doesn't like to play fast anyway, they like to walk it up, is that not a night where you say, hey, let's crash the offensive glass here because there's an opportunity? So I think it has more to do with what are you emphasizing? And I think with Michael Malone, like anybody else, he has things that he prioritizes more than anyone else, sometimes rightfully, sometimes probably not rightfully. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, would be good. my answer. Um, all right. What else we got? I don't think the Nuggets can be great defensively, guys, by the way. I don't think they can. But, but they, can do, be, they can be But they fine, can be good. Right? Yeah, they can be fine. You even, you even think good? Yeah. I mean, I think they could probably be like 12th, 10th, maybe 12th. Ten, maybe 10th. Maybe if tenth. they were 12th, let's plan the parade. <laughs> I think they could maybe be tenth or something like that, but I do not think they can be top five. And does that mean can well, they win a championship? They got to be so much better offensively than what they've been. So Justin Knapp asks, "What a defensive change look like if they were to change schemes or alter coaching responsibilities?" I guess we just kind of talked about that a little bit. Like, what could they change from a scheme a schematic standpoint, or how could they alter coaching responsibilities? Like maybe take. Uh, some responsibility away from Ryan Saunders. Like, <laughs> could, is is that something that actually matters? Like, I, I, yeah, those things are just so tough to know. Um, I mean, like pick and roll coverage. So last Denver's night, doing everything though. Last night, I feel like zone. they were playing at the level a lot though. 
Well, it's very unique because that's a five-out system. Again, this is why I don't like the conversation about schemes, especially when you talk about pick and roll, as a lot of it is, what is the other team going to try to do? Mm-hmm. And then let's adjust to that. In Dallas, yeah. they run pick and pop almost exclusively. Right. They're playing five out, and that guy's not rolling. So what Denver was doing was not playing at the level. They were blitzing it. They were trying to trap, right. get the ball out of Luka's hands, but it's also Spencer Dinwiddie. And then you have to rotate on the backside. And Denver has actually this year had some interesting ways of rotating, and I think they've done a decent job i think one of the interesting things and again nikaias duncan had a good video example of this um i i can't remember basketball news or something wherever he writes he had a little nuggets breakdown one of the things is to do that scheme you need length because it's all about running out at the buzz the ball reverses covering covering ground ground and contesting shots and if you're faku and you're covering ground and then jumping out there's nothing but if you're Michael Porter, right, or maybe you're ball actually ball. getting a hand out of ball ball. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just trying to light some gasoline on the comment <laughs> section. Is that what you're trying to do? For RJ Hampton. <laughs> so I think it's stuff like that. I will say this. The Nuggets are trying more things than usual this year. I mean, they're playing yeah. more zone than ever before. Yeah. They're mixing in their coverage, and I suspect the reason that they play drop schemes has more to do with one, diversity, just mix up your... You run the same thing every time, it right. can get monotonous. So mixing it up. And then two, to save yoke. That's the reason I think they run yeah, drop. For, yeah. Absolutely. Because I think they played at the level, one was it like last year or two years ago when he got way too tired, yeah. and then they switched back to drop. But last night, I just... I felt like probably because of the scheme Dallas played and how the Nuggets played defensively, I felt like... They were moving on defense yeah. more last night than they were, you know, in those two losses in Atlanta and New Orleans. Like there was more activity defensively last night. Like they were covering more ground. I thought they were. There was a lot of effort. There was yeah, a lot. Of there was the, the, the right amount of effort. Yeah, they did. and and probably the right personnel. <laughs> to be honest with you, I really do think that. I know everybody kind of agrees that Christian Brown was, but I thought even Zeke Naji was good last night and a good piece of the defensive unit. Zeke Naji is there. a good defender. Yeah, he's a good def- and he has size and length and he actually moves not always great, but he moves usually pretty yeah. great on the perimeter. The last thing I will say is all of these things are connected and the big con- kick that I am on, and I honestly grow more convinced of it every game I watch of this team, you have to wear part of defense is is the other team rested and comfortable when they're bringing the ball up the court. And right now, I think Denver's opponents are so extremely rested that they're yeah. putting their feet up. And so part of this is why I'm so big about Jamal probably should get the ball up the court quicker. The Nuggets should not play faster because I do think they're a half-court team, but you should at least not give the other team opportunities to rest ever. And you got to be in better shape to do that. I don't think the Nuggets are in shape enough to do that just yet. But you also have to be more disciplined to do that. And I mm-hmm. think that if you saw that, I bet you their defensive numbers would increase because teams would just be too exhausted to punish them. Yeah, and I mean, last night was a classic example. Like, Mavs on a second night of a back-to-back. Oh, they were fine. They coasted, it felt like. They coasted, man. Like, Luka was comfortable the whole game. You so know? comfortable. Yeah, there, was, there wasn't any of that, like, oh, man, they look gassed. Yeah, oh, look at they Luka. Did. Yeah, Luka's I mean, not the most conditioned athlete, by the way. And for him to be on a second night of a road no, back-to-back and be comfortable. Oh, sucking on a hookah before and after that game. He was fine. He, at halftime, he was like, I guess I can hookah this game. This is easy, man. I can Unbelievable. Hookah. Bring it in. <laughs> what else we got, Kale? Reach into that mailbag. Oh, yeah, good luck reading this one, D-Line. Uh, okay, I'll wait till it shows up on my screen here. I think so it I says can... November in Denmark with graphic. It says Nugs offense was bad last three games. I disagree. Nuggets offense was 117 last night. That's like the best in the NBA if that was an average. Nuggets offense is, it's been, hasn't been red hot like we've seen in right, years right, past. Right, right, sure. you know, but it has, you should be able to win like that. Nuggets defense is tied to their offense, meaning they defend as top 10 defense when they make their shots. 
and they are last by a wide margin when they miss. Bad offense generates bad defense. Should our focus be on the defensive gains from a boosted offense? Again, I don't. I think my point here is I think it has as much to do with how much is the opponent working as it is to do you score or not. Because yeah. I think there's ways that you can even be off, but the other team is still exhausted. I will say I am kicking around this one theory. I think I brought this up yesterday. I do wonder if Denver is more so than most teams mismatched in transition. One, they have a more traditional lineup, less switchy just inherently. But two, they generate switches every time down court. So when you miss, that means you're sprinting back in a cross match. So I just wonder. I don't know. Just a theory I have. If Denver is more vulnerable to transition defense, not even transition scores, but just possessions following a miss Mm -hmm. because you're naturally mismatched. I don't know. Maybe. And they've also just been, like, that probably goes with your point, so bad in transition defense. They've turned it over so much over these last couple games Yeah, where just, like, their transition defense is awful. Just, like, if they turn it over, it's probably going to be points for the other team. Man, there's nothing more painful than, like, when Jamal takes a three-point shot, misses it, and then it's just an immediately a run out for the other squad like they just yeah throw it past him the a lot of hubies remember, remember when we were talking about hubies yeah. a lot of those I th- we haven't actually mentioned I mean, you think he's just like i'm done counting we haven't heard that in a while yeah he's just like well, <laughs> well that didn't work yeah my uh i ran out of paper <laughs> paper for it um we have time for another one Kel. oh let's see this one is from kim brand and it says do you think that Benching MPJ in crunch time when he is healthy Ooh, and I love not trusting one. him more in those instances is the right decision. Do you think it could become a problem in the playoffs if he hasn't gotten the opportunity to become better, but they need offense in the crunch? I love this one. This is a great question. I have an answer, but I want you guys to go first. This is this is the play. This is what it is to watch MPJ as a basketball player. It's just like constantly like questions about his confidence, whether or not he can be built up. Is Malone using him correctly? Is, Usage, he, is he hindering yeah. him? Like is he? Yeah. Like, uh, and I don't. I don't think it really comes down to. I don't know, man. I'm like of two minds on this because MPJ. Um, is incredible when it doesn't matter, <laughs> and then like during the playoffs, like he's he's shrunk so much and when we were reliant on him solely it was a disaster and i don't know if that just like builds up from playing time maybe it does like i don't really know what to what to make of that i for for me it's like you just got like this guy's a shooter he's just got to be a shooter um i don't know that like putting him in um positions where he's going to be a defensive liability like we watched when he was getting hunted by the other team Mm -hmm. and it actually hurt his confidence more than it helped him being in there with the ability to take shots that would have been big. Like I, I don't, th- I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think it's wrong. Like, I, I just think that MPJ is sort of like used to this now. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, man. I'm kind of trending towards the side of, yeah, let's play him in crunch time. Um, because there's nothing that's going to build his confidence defensively more than, being out there Unless he's in a torched. close game where he can just like say, yeah, I did it. Right. Like I closed the game on right. defense and like Michael Malone trusted me and they didn't sub in Bruce Brown for me or, or somebody else for me. Um, so, I mean, I think in the right game, it might be 
a great idea to like get him out there and try to close with but him just because I feel like it could raise his confidence so much. And I feel like that's a reason why he just isn't maybe getting to the level we hope he would defensively. I don't think he like has the confidence in himself sometimes on that end. Which is crazy. It's crazy to think like that guy could lack from confidence. But it's true. We watch it. But also, man, like if we just look at raw defensive ratings, the Brown lineup with the closers, it's at 114.4 on the season. And that number's kind of held throughout the It's not like it's in a bad or good stretch. Yeah. It's kind of been that and all we've year. also realized that since Michael Porter Jr. has been out, he's not the problem defensively. Right. And he's far from it. Right. Yeah. And and here's furthermore, here's where I would get at. I would play him to me. I mean, it's still matchup dependent to a certain extent. Yeah. Like same, you know, with any, just about anybody. But I would try still think that there's something to the Nuggets playing him in his minutes and trying to establish that identity because I'm more I should say I'm less confident than ever that Bruce Brown is the solve for the Nuggets uh defensively in a playoff series. That's like, hey, if Michael Porter's getting hunted, then you just put Bruce Brown in there. Bruce Brown is a good player, but he's not big enough to guard most small forwards. And I don't think he's big enough to be just another like if you go Murray, KCP, Brown, you're actually below average one, two, three, which is weird because mm-hmm. KCP and Murray are above average one, two. But just adding Bruce in aggregate makes you smaller. Whereas if you have MPJ there, you know, he's six ten. That you're actually a tall team at that point, and you and the height might be as important as the execution and the defensive upside individually. It might be aggregate height has a bigger impact, and maybe that's yeah. why we're seeing the numbers here with MPJ. That being maybe. said. He needs to get way better too. He and rebounding too. He's a great rebounder. That's just it. Like he's gotta. He this this is like both sides need to come to the table on this one. Like you can't just like be like, well, we need to get him more confidence. It's like, well, like play confidently. Like earn that earn that spot. Like I think everybody wants to, him to be there, um, but I don't think you can just be like, well, we're doing this so that you know in the end, because it, it's not like he he's not a rookie. Right. You know, it's, a, it's not like yeah. this is his first opportunity to play closing minutes. He's yeah. the man for a long, for a while. And in the playoffs, we saw him absolutely like be a full liability to this team and not make any progress. Um, so, but I'm, I, you're right, Adam. He just has like physical tools that can't be denied. And MPJ just needs just more often than not when we're talking about him. It's like, dude, you just got to step up. Like, what do you, what is your problem here? Like, yeah, well, and yeah, hopefully when he comes back, we'll see even more of that. Cause I see, again, we're in the worst world with Michael Porter in that he was really good this year. He was really bad for like three games when everyone else was sick and he couldn't carry him. And when he every, was also probably hurt. And he was also probably hurt from his heel. And everybody's remembering that. MPJ yeah. was off to a good, very, very exactly. good start. Incredible start. A man. very encouraging start. And I want to remember that guy more than the guy that he was the last three games before going down with injury. And I, mean, I hope we see it again. Yeah, it's like remembering MPJ last season. It was like, man, he couldn't even make a dunk. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That yeah, wasn't yeah. MPJ. I'm yeah. telling you, MPJ, we're like a little clouded about what he actually was. We're we're almost swinging too hard in the like negative side of the direction for him, I feel. So yeah. hopefully he gets back. And I, I do think he is, a we- in a weird way, a bit of a winner of this three-game losing streak. Oh, for because sure. Because if you remember... It wasn't long ago that Michael Malone was doing. We seem to play really well without him. No longer true, Michael Malone. <laughs> Nuggets struggling pretty mightily without him at the moment. Take a break. Guys, Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. It's the holiday season. Make sure to pick up some of that Christmas ale from Breck Brew. If you don't know where to get it, you can check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. Uh, that will tell you where to get Breck Brew. 
closest to you. Breckbrew.com is where you can find that. Need a Christmas gift idea or a Hanukkah gift idea? Enter your favorite beer lover into Breck's Nice List sweepstakes at breckbrew.com. Search Nice List. There's a link in the description on YouTube and uh, on, if you're listening to this as a podcast, little uh, holiday idea for, for a loved one. Oh. You know what, Friday? What's that? Private DMVR event at the bar? Yeah. Opportunity for you to pony keg it up. I don't know if that's the time in the that's place the for time. That. That's the time. Eric, is that the time for him to drink an entire pony keg? I don't know if that's the time if, and place. I would say if not that time, there is no time. There is no time. <laughs> that's the time. Uber home. Although, to be, fair, to be fair to Harrison, I think that it, there actually might just be no time. <laughs> there might be no, no time. No, I think there will be a time. He did I don't make a very bold proclamation it. about being able to drink a pony keg. You know what? I need to see this. <laughs> I need to see this. Uh, the Christmas ale from Breckenridge Brewery, Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. Picks them up today. Um, also, if you need to pick up sporting event tickets, concert tickets, shows, whatever you want to see this year, check out the Game Time app. If you're purchasing tickets, use the link in our description. It's on the YouTube description. If you're listening to this as a podcast, it's there as well. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site out there. It makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. They've got these great last-minute price drops where you know you can sit courtside behind home plate, floor seats at a concert for uh, way less money than you thought. So if you love us here at DNVR, you'll love Game Time. Join over 15 like million people who have downloaded the Game Time app. Use our link and score the best deals to seats uh, to all your favorite events. All righty. Back here. Third segment. Don't forget about that party bus this weekend. And again, ba, 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 ba. might have some special guests in the Dude, house. Dude, I'm really, I'm, this is the, this is the vibes palate cleanser that I require. This is getting down with the homies going to see the nuggets oh i know pressing the flesh yeah. i actually think kissing yeah, every... what if the season turns around i think it's going that's <laughs> it's what going i was gonna to. say is i actually think that is a turnaround moment for the nuggets so. Dude, i can't wait to see every one of you in the chat on the bus and i'm gonna mouth kiss you oh wow wow I, that you don't, I don't have care to. You don't i don't care dude i have a cold sore guess what we're all gonna have <laughs> a cold sore gross. Uh, we still have uh, tickets available for the bus <laughs> for the bus yeah wow <laughs> Get to your Kel, we got anybody in the chat that you highlighted actually as a uh, you know some potential? We'll take one from oh, just one from the chat. Yes, I mean, I, yeah. but I yes. guess. I, well, actually, actually, yes. no, because we're twenty-four games in and he's missed like eight already. So, sure. so no. When in that he's regard. played, I think he's played well. And I hope he comes back, man. Was it you that said you saw him getting some shots up at shoot around? I, I missed, I missed it. Uh, before saw. the game, he was going through a shooting routine. I saw. How did he look? Pretty good. Um, wasn't going that hard. Uh, it was him and Colin Gillespie shooting. Okay. I saw um, that. So I got like irrationally excited. Yeah, were you what like Colin Gillespie who is saves that? the season, dude? Steady Gillespie. Steady oh. Gillespie. I forgot about Steady. Are Gillespie. you serious? Of course he's gonna make solid things right. Colin. Solid Colin. Dude, let's make this a pr- like. Let's every problem will be solved by Colin Gillespie. We all know it. So anytime that are the Nuggets the five, top five defense. That's why like, we needed on. a fifth point guard. Um, fourth, but come on, come on. <laughs> Look, he wasn't going hard. He, he wasn't going through anything. Like, Damn it, that's something you um, wanted. Super rigid, just getting up some shots, but um. I think it was a good sign. It's not like he's not putting any weight or like immobilizing his heel. So there you go. Hell yeah. He's jumping Hell on yeah. it. I'm gonna run he's walking wall. on it. <laughs> it's not immobilized. I think it's getting Is better. Is anything possible? All right, Kale, bring us up a new question then. 
Ray Vaughn says, Do you think Bruce Brown's high-minute totals, particularly those of the position either at small forward spot or uh, tasked to run the offense, are impacting the quality of his play? Is he being used too much to be effective in Does, out of position? Harrison, doesn't this happen every year that there's one player that's forced to play? Is he the new Will Barton? Yes. <laughs> it's like Will Barton's a good shooting guard, but yes. we're going to play him at small forward. Yes. <laughs> this does happen every year, and it's always a guy playing at small forward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always a smaller guard sliding down to small forward. Malone couldn't be trusted to play Michael Porter early on, so they traded away every small forward and have not recouped one since. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, our vibes are so, we're down um, so bad. I think Bruce Brown's had a fine year. I think he's had a good year. He's been pretty much what I expected. Um uh, I don't know. I feel like he's shown off a lot of different things that he can do. Like he can play the point in a pinch. Um, he's obviously best at the two, uh, but I think he's been fine at the three, you know, for some of the season. I don't think he's been like a disaster there. Yeah. You know, defensively, he's small to guard threes, which I think we might have thought a little bit heading into the season. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's been he's been pretty good regardless of the position he's played. No. Yeah. I think it's just more like he's on guys that are bigger than him more often. I don't think it's like he's tired or taxed. He's like, he doesn't strike me. He, I mean, he seems like he has unlimited energy. I've never seen Bruce Brown looking gassed. Yeah. It's it's not that he's like, oh, man, you know, it's just that more often than not, like, there's a guy that, you know, he's running out at that just shoots over, doesn't even see him. Yeah. Um, yeah. People getting around. He is like, people kind of get by him a little bit more than I expected also. Um I just when I think about him playing defense, I, a lot of times it feels like he's kind of out of position. He's jumping over somebody getting by him. Like I, I, I kind of expected more out of his length than I think that we're getting. Because you hear the power forwards, you think, oh, he's like PJ Tucker. He guards yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, so much of this is so confusing to me because Bruce Brown's a really, really good defender. He is on ball, off ball, getting steals, getting deflections. Like he's a great defender. Um, He's just like a great, a great, great defender at the one two. He, he, I think he's an a, an okay defender at the three. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's probably yeah. it, right. This is just a, a like a physical thing. He's just too small. Yeah, I do. I do think he's probably in the wrong role often. Like again, you have a guy that's the duct tape role, which duct tape is good because it can do a little bit of everything, but it's not the right tool for every job. Yeah, I and mean, I like, think that's him. It's like, I, hey, I, I save would think this. that. Yeah, I mean, Jeff coming back. You know, probably uh, had it been a game or two down the line, Jeff would have probably started in that position instead of Bruce Brown. Interesting. Because mm. um, then you have, that's just like. That's the more length lineup. Yeah, again. And then like, we can slide Aaron then, Gordon back to the three. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Out I mean, of his natural really, it's position. Just two, it's just two forwards. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I think he's been a, had a very good year. And by the yeah, way, we I, to, I do too. I think he's been very good. You have to look at some of the objectives. He's shooting 40% from the three, almost 41%. That's great. This year, second year in a row. And by the way, on double the volume, he's taking wow. twice the number of attempts. The rest of his numbers are pretty this much the same with his career averages. He's just playing more minutes. So to me, he's having a very good offensive season, mm -hmm. and he's been a good player. I do think he is in the unenviable position of being tasked to save things, yeah. where he's good at those things, but not good enough to save a team in those right, things, right? And and so it looks a little bit bad. Right now, shits hit shit hits the fan. Uh, Bruce, right. go go save us. <laughs> yeah. You know, go 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 guard and dribble and and do everything. Right. And I mean that's tough. 
Um, can we talk about Bruce Brown's shot for a second, though? Because it's a thing of beauty. It really is. And like, it hits the ceiling at Ball Arena every arc- single time. It goes through like it's so beautifully. beauty, though. The last three he had where it was contested or whatever yeah. was the ultimate rainbow. <laughs> it's great. String music, too. Like, yeah. never hit rim on a made three. <laughs> yeah. I love Bruce. Like, we're, not, we're almost sounding like we're too low on Bruce. No, I it's think we're not. Because we're just generally great, down. No, Bruce I, is great. I think it's honestly more about I really hope that he was the like five man he was the small forward in the five-man lineup that was like oh you're gonna win a championship with this and i don't think that anymore yeah that that's that that's where i'm at but mm. he's still a championship piece he's still a very good yeah. player what do we have uh miss quill says how could calvin booth realistically try to trade or try who, who? to trade or who excuse me who could calvin booth realistically try to trade for that would best help this team's title odds we're not at trade season yet. I mean, we're not at trade season yet. Well, December 15th it's is coming in up. eight days. So maybe then you'll start. I don't think the Nuggets are making a December 15th trade. Alex you never know. Caruso? Oh, my God. You keep floating this Could out there. Could I interest there. you in that? Cost you a lot. I mean, I will say it's almost easier to say the pieces that are likely to be Denver's trade assets. And, like, I still think that Michael Porter might be a guy that Denver, if they took calls, like, if somebody was calling them on, like, Come on, of course they're going to listen to that. How could you they not? They need more defense. Yeah. I do think Bones Highland has the most value of any of the young players that, you know, if you're trying to swing an Alex Caruso type. Um, Zeke Naji is probably on that list as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's other players that I look at and I say, oh, that's for sure. I mean, Zeke Naji and, you know, Peyton Watson, like those guys. But yeah. I don't know who else. I don't think it's going to be Aaron Gordon, Jokic, no. Murray. No. I, no. I mean, it's not going to be those guys. Yeah. Jeff Green, I don't even think, honestly. What think about um, Jay Crowder? Oh, man. Can I interest you in that? Oh, man. Boss man? Ugh. You just have to get used to a lot of all capital tweets in your timeline. Well, those are from, generally from me. <laughs> Boss man You guys can bond over that. <laughs> I love it. I'm looking for a, a friend. I don't, I don't want Boss Man You don't? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want a guy that like, that, like the, the, the nonsense he just pulled. Like, you just don't, you don't want that. Like, I know. I mean, like, why? Do you this not like, want that? Maybe you like want you, that. I don't know. This is like when you date somebody that is like you cheat and you hook up with somebody. You're both cheating, and then like that person, like, like they're gonna cheat on you. Here, here's one thing I will say: it's an expiring contract. Ooh, expiring contract. So you don't want to give up that much. Yeah, but also it's just like it might be the guy that gets you a championship this year and you don't have to like do these guys expire? DeMarcus Cousins was a great ad last year and it Austin Rivers the year before that he turned it, it into something more. It turned it into something more, but it's like hey, if this doesn't yeah. work, it's just he's off the books. Yeah. And, uh, so. Matt Ryan no longer a free agent. Man, I we forgot Tim to talk about this. Tim Conley's got his guys. Who is out there? Who's the next Tim Conley pick? Oh, Who's out there? DeMarcus game. Cousins. Oh, you're so right. God damn it! I can't believe you're right. Uh, he's like you know, Twin Towers didn't work, but what about what about Tri Towers? Tri- <laughs> it was like that uh, lineup that the Nuggets tried it out in the bubble where Bull Bull was the point guard. Yeah, yeah, it is the tallest like line. And we kicked ass. That we was a great game. Ass. What if that was the, that's the key? I will say, like, Devonna Cooper-Sell's killing it in Europe right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let's get one more before we get out of here. Do we got one more? How many more do we have, actually, Kel? Four. Yeah, get one more, and we'll do an overtime for, for diehards. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this says let's from Sonny, uh, 
Yeah, let's just assume for the moment that the Nuggets are not championship contenders. Mm. What do you guys want to see out of the team by the end of the year? For me, I just want to see the deep bench guys get minutes and show growth. I want old vets, DAJ and Green, to get zero minutes. Man, why Jeff this Green is a depressing straight. season? But this is also Our depressing question. And, yeah, also, we're and I, don't, <laughs> I don't mean this in a rude way, Sonny, but this is actually a revealing of the fan mindset. Oftentimes, of you're already moving on from the championship aspiration. So what do you want? And like, we're not there anymore, guys. Yeah, like why? We're not there anymore. Right. The there only is way no more we... if that because now. Like, again, you would say don't play any of the vets, play all the young guys if you were in that stage. You're not. You're trying to win a championship. Yep. And I'm sorry, Jeff Green getting thrown in with these to me is, like, kind of crazy. He has his flaws. I don't think that he's, like, above, you know, anything else. But I, I do think that he's a guy that is, like, really good and does things that are really important. I agree. He had some good defensive sequences last night in the clutch. Yeah, that jam. He had that dope jam. That yes, dunkle. he did. I, 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 was, I was feeling good about that. Yeah, I don't, it's right. Like, no, we are at championship or bust like so we can't bust this quickly this early this yeah. you know 20 games in like they have to go for whatever they could they i mean if we're feeling like the um like we're not championship contenders they need to make a trade they need to be make themselves championship contenders yep. like it's not we're not like oh man hopefully it'll be better next you know they like, can't go in in that direction of the question no no matter what they have to they have to they have the to put way. all their chips because if they don't then then michael malone is fired for sure uh if they take a step back like that they and they absolutely um with what seemingly is the perfect combination of players aren't able to make it happen then you're looking at it like okay well we have to look elsewhere. Like, what is the problem? All the things that we always hear all the time about Michael Malone being the uh, Mark Jackson of the Denver Nuggets, the guy that can get start the rebuild and coach up players, but he can't be the championship coach. Like, if we're to that point, like, then that's true. Yeah. You know, and like, then it's like, okay, now we got to take a real look at uh, the way this team is constructed. But we have Nikola, we have the two time MVP on this team. You always have a chance, man. We always have a chance. So, we're not like just like oh let's just see if the if the young kids can play a little bit. Like, By the way, the Nuggets are better than what they've shown. Like this is the thing. They're but yeah, they're in a little rut, but they're a good team, and and I think brighter days are ahead. And by the way, what do you want to see? At this stage, there is only one thing. If you don't get a championship, you want to see the team get closer to that. And not from a development of young guy standpoint. That's part of it. But more than anything, it's just from a toughening up and being better prepared, getting better defensively, getting better chemistry and continuity together, refining the identity of who you are with the collection of players you have. Not just like, oh, let's see what Peyton Watson has. Yeah. I will say this, though. Right now... I don't think the Nuggets look like a championship team at no. this current moment on this I day. I think that there's like that out two teams I feel like look like championship contenders. It's yep. like the Boston Celtics and like maybe the Milwaukee Maybe Bucks. the Milwaukee Bucks. And not even. if the Nuggets get through this home heavy stretch coming up into January and they still look like the team they are right now, you need to make a significant move. In yep. my opinion, you need to do something significant because right now they're not a championship team. Right. Um, that does it, guys. We uh, we do have some extra questions, and we've been wanting to do this, you know, with diehards. That's our new membership, adding a little bit extra content, including our great podcast. So we have three more questions, I believe, Kale. We're three more. We're gonna end this show. We're gonna go behind the paywall. See you later, we're die do, easy. Yeah, die <laughs> easies. But diehards, we're gonna answer more, uh, do more of this roundtable discussion, including one I have. So we actually have a fourth one, which is just let's juice the mailbag. Does yeah, let's juicing it, it again. <laughs> Nuggets, who you are certain, certain. Oh 
boy. Are a fit Ooh, I love on the championship question. team. Ooh. No questions asked. We'll do that on the other side. Hit that like button. We'll see everybody behind the paywall.